hello and welcome to the first episode of UA Overtime. Um, this has been a long time in the making. My name is Quentin Walker, and next to me I have Daquan Gordon, the GOAT, one and only. <laughs> and um, today we have a long list of topics ahead of us, but I want to start today's podcast off with uh, if, if you're a sports fan or if you've been watching the news recently, you know that earlier this week. Uh, we lost one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball and the greatest Laker ever, Kobe Bryant. Um, I'm not going to get into super heavy details. I don't want to cry on audio. Yeah, but condolences to everyone who was affected by the tragedy. Yeah, and um, it's super tragic to, um, to, to just think that, one of the, that pe- someone with such a bright smile at all times, him and his daughter both could just be gone like that. Um, around the league, there have been a lot of touching tributes to not only Kobe and his daughter, but to the other seven victims that were in the crash, the helicopter crash. Uh, I think one of my personal favorites was the uh, LA Clippers had a video that their star Paul George narrated over and just detailing the lives of not only Kobe and Gianna, but the other people that were involved in that crash. Um, again, just think about if you have something going on with your family, uh, squash it, because life's too short for that. Hey man, you gotta enjoy your time while you're here, make the most of it, you know, like Kobe did, you know, he worked hard every day of his life and you know it paid off like look how we're, we're remembering everything that he's done you know and he'll be remembered forever because he was he was a legend you know and forever will be a legend so yeah just keep that in mind when you're going about your day yeah and uh j- to get off such a, a somber topic uh let's move on to all-star weekend mm-hmm. all-star weekend comes up in two weeks yes mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting it's going to be real interesting. Yeah, sure. there, there's a new uh, format for the All-Star game this year that's going to be, yeah. I think, three mini-games. Yeah, it's like three mini-games, uh, and then like they combine the score, and then you have to like score 24 in the fourth, I think. I'm not sure. I'm kind of confused, to be honest. But, um, I'm going to pull it up right now. The, it, it's, an, it's, a, it's a nice gesture, I, I suppose, to what happened to... It's a response to what happened, I guess, I suppose. But So, the NBA posted on their Twitter two days ago that both all-star, both the, uh, both the teams will be playing for Chicago-based community orga- organizations selected by the captains, Giannis Antetokounmpo and LeBron James. Uh, the teams will compete to win each of, each of the first three quarters, all of which start with the zeros, the score of zero zero, and will be twelve minutes long. At the start of the fourth quarter, the game clock will be turned off, and a final target score will be set. The final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's cum- total cumulative score through three quarters and adding twenty four points. The twenty four representing the late Kobe Bryant's uniform number. Once the final, once the final target score is set, the teams will play an untimed fourth quarter, and the first team to reach the, fu- the final target score will win the NBA All Star game. Which I think is a very touching tribute to Kobe yeah. and what he meant to this league. Mm-hmm. And for sure, the players are going to play really hard, for sure. It's not going to be like past All-Star games where, where it's kind of like a light thing. I think players are going to really take this game seriously and give it their all. So that's going to be 
It's gonna be fun to watch for sure. Yeah. And speaking of All Star games, our, the All Star rosters were fully released. Oh yeah. A couple days ago, and me and me and my partner here think that there's a a, a few mm-hmm. snubs. Yes. And they're not any small snubs by any means. Like, these are some pretty big names. That if you watch basketball, if you're a basketball fan, you know these names. Mm-hmm. And I think at the top of my list is Phoenix Suns guard yes. Devin Booker. Devin Booker should absolutely be an all-star. The fact that he wasn't an all-star is a travesty. You know, I, And, you know, it wasn't so much that Devin Booker didn't make it. It's who made it over him that really kind of got to me. Like, Chris, Chris Paul... Should not be an all-star. <laughs> See, I, I, I hate Chris Paul. Well, I, I, I hate Chris Paul with all. Like, I really do not like Chris Paul at all. I feel like he's really overrated as a player. Like, he's been overrated his whole career. Like, he does not deserve to be an all-star this year. Not let, at let all. Let me let me put this in a little bit of perspective. Yes. Uh, Devin Booker is averaging at the time of recording, twenty-seven points a game, six almost six and a half assists a game, and shooting fifty-one percent from the field. On, That's hitting over half of his shots from the field, right? Chris, now, Chris Paul's averaging what? The, a smooth 16, the right? The issue... A smooth the, 16, ooh. The big issue here is that... Devin Booker plays on the Phoenix Suns. I mean, so... But, but, okay, here's Devin Booker plays on the Phoenix Suns, and the Phoenix Suns are right now 20 and 28. So that is 11th in the Western Conference, right? Okay. Whereas... I'm gonna let you get it off, and then I'll, I'll the let you Oklahoma tell you City why you're wrong. the yeah. Oklahoma City Thunder are sitting at 30 and 20, which is seventh in the Western Ooh, Conference. Ooh, seventh seed. Ooh, honestly, I I don't care about records when it comes to All Star. It's it's called All Star. It doesn't. I I don't really care about team success. Like why? Okay, the 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 Suns. How many wins do the Suns have? They have 20. They have 20 wins. Okay, is that because Devin Booker is bad? Like, would they be better without Devin Booker? Like, is that it's not his fault that now, the team is doing poorly? You know, it's I will not his say fault. I will say this. When you look at the Phoenix Suns and you look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm-hmm. the Oklahoma City Thunder definitely have a lot more spotlight to them. They're, I mean, they're not. They're not. Okay. Like, the Phoenix Suns are seen as a laughing stock. They're always going to be at the bottom. Like, people think they're always going to be at the bottom, even though right now they're only, what, like three and a half games out of Okay, but eight? but a lot of uh, – this year a lot of players with on teams that are under 500 have gotten into the playoffs. Trey Young, even though he was voted in, and this was a coach's decision, Trey Young is in, um, Brandon Ingram is in, uh, a bunch of other guys are in. I think, like, the, di- I think like, the difference between Devin Booker and Trey Young when you look at it is that Trey Young – is performing he's on, good numbers. on a level that he, yeah. that he should really be an didn't expect he should be an, it's, the, it's the same argument. But Even if Trey Young wasn't voted in, he still should have been an all-star but by coach's decision. Devin, I, I Booker, Devin Booker, on the other hand, people expect him to perform on this level. He's been... He's been doing this. He hasn't yes, shown us anything crazy. It was always like, oh, empty stats, even though empty stats aren't a thing and never have been a thing. People have always, like, blamed him, oh, bad defense, this and that. Like, even though, like, who plays defense? Like, who cares about defense? Like, honestly, like, defense is like, oh, well. Even if he was – he could make him the best defensive player in, in the world, that team is still not going to be good. I mean – You know? So it's kind of like – At the end of the day, Devin Booker's not in the All-Star game, and that's just not right. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Fuck Chris Paul. <laughs> um, the other, the other snub that I have on my list here is 
one that really surprised me, mm-hmm. and that's Jalen Brown. Really? So you expected Jalen Brown to be an also this year? Over over who? Not necessarily. I had to look at the like. Because I mean, there's only a certain amount of guard spots. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's only a certain amount of guard spots, which I think they should get rid of that. They yeah. should get rid it, of the. It, no the position, just position whoever position. you want. Like, that's, that's such a stupid reason to, like, like who cares about that anymore? Like, if we look at reserves, we're not even going to look at the stars. We look at reserves. Mm-hmm. We look at the reserves. You got guys like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is good. You got guys like Chris Middleton, okay. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is, um, I don't know about that one. Like, wait, scroll, scroll up. What did, what did Kemba average? Kemba. Yeah, scroll these up. What did he average? 22, 5. Hot, hot take. I think I would have put in Jalen Brown over Kemba. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, Kemba, like, he's not doing it for me this year. I, I don't, don't know about that. I don't know about look, Kemba. You look at Jalen's, you look at Jalen's stats. Jalen's averaging 20 mm-hmm. points a game and 6.6 rebounds. But, but you got to, okay, but since people want to talk about defense, like, oh, Jalen Brown's a way better defender than Kemba. But that's I, not, but, again, not Kemba's game. But it's like, but even, even I, I, I feel like if we're not looking at starters, if we're not mm-hmm. looking at starters and we're just looking at reserves, yeah, I don't know. I think he gets in over Ben Simmons mm-hmm. and Chris Middleton. Maybe not Chris Middleton. Ben Simmons and Kyle Lowry. I'll give him that because Ben Simmons is averaging sixteen points a game. Yeah, like even though and ben, eight assists, yeah. but like even on a team that's what third, fourth in the East. Yeah, I think I think they're lower than that actually. Like I don't. Because the thing is with Ben Simmons, like, e- like even though we complain about him not really progressing as a player, he kinda, he's kind of stagnated, but he's still really good. Like, his, his floor is still, like, really high. So it's like he's still a very good player and deserves to be an all-star. So I, I can see why they do that. But it's just like, yeah. My thing is, is that the Sixers are sitting at sixth in the East right now. Yeah. They're Underperforming, to, they're, for sure. They're below an Indiana Pacer team that hasn't had Victor Oladipo for two yeah, months. Yeah, I love this Pacer team, by the way. I really love this Pacer team. I love Sabonis so much. He, like, he deserves it. This is a team that this is a Sixers team that's supposed to be tops in the East. Yeah. Second, at least second in the East. Now that Kawhi's gone, mm-hmm. but yet the Raptors are still second in the East. So something isn't adding up here. Yeah. And Ben Simmons is hurting them. As much as people want to say, ah, whatever, like it's he's still a great passer. He's still a great playmaker. Mm-hmm. He can't shoot the ball. Yeah. And, and in, not in going to. winning situations, he's not going to take that shot. Yeah. Wait, do you think, how much stock do you put into people saying that they should probably? Because I think, like, from what I noticed, things have kind of, like, switched. Like, it used to be, oh, trade Ben Simmons so that Embiid can have the team for himself. But now I'm starting to see a lot of people say to trade Embiid so that Ben Simmons could just run the show. So, like, what do you think about that? Like, I don't completely agree with that because mm-hmm. if you get rid of Ben, uh, Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid gives them another dynamic. Mm-hmm. People, people bite on his pump fakes, okay. and he shoots below thirty percent from the three point line. I mean, yes, yeah, they can't they, exactly. They can't really coexist because they so, both are non spacers. But look. but Embiid will shoot. But it's like if he's not making because if if he's open, he will shoot. Ben Simmons gets left open constantly, and yeah. he does not take the shots. But consider this: like they they also have they have Al Horford who can shoot. Not, he's not a volume shooter, but he can shoot. So let's say that they do trade and bead for somebody, like whoever. That could open up the floor, you know, play play Horford at the five along with a bunch of floor spacers, play that far out, you know, so that Ben Simmons can kind of just do his thing and create. 
you know, I don't, ben, I, don't I know. love Joel. I wouldn't like. I love Joel. I don't. Like, I don't know if Joel something is the problem. Is, is starting to become a real concern with the Sixers as far as like what they can do as far as winning a championship. I don't. I don't know if Joel is the problem there. I don't know. I, I mean, it's not that he's a problem. It's just fit. It's we'll, a fit. We'll see. We'll see how the season how the season progresses. Yeah. Another player on my list that really, I have two more that I want to mm-hmm. talk about, and I have, I have one person as well. I want to this talk about this player right here is. Like special, like he's special. Okay. He's not my favorite player by any okay. means, but Zach Levine. Oh, the Chicago Bulls. Okay, Zach Levine of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I mean, okay. The, the All Star game. It. The All Star game is in, in Chicago. Chicago. They Dunk should contest. have a rep- they should have a representative, and uh, the Bulls have been kind of mid. Like I don't. They're, they're <laughs> actually doing better than they're doing better than they're supposed to be doing. I mean, okay, but I don't know if Zach Levine really like passes the All Star. He's aver- he's averaging twenty five. I mean, cool. Four assists. Cool. Four, four, almost cool. five rebounds. That's cool, but that's not like you. Know, you don't look at you, you. don't look at Zach Levine and like, oh, that's an all star. But you look. I mean, like, just because he the, does, if he was on a winning team, yeah, sure. But, but just because he's not getting the spotlight that other guys are getting, like Ben Simmons, who's not even averaging over yeah, twenty. But, but he's not. Or see, this is or Kyle Lowry, who's not averaging over twenty. Okay. Or but they're gonna get him because their teams are winning. That's just the way things are. Like they're gonna get him. But it's like with guys like Zach Levine. Like if Levine was averaging like 28, 29, 30, then yeah, sure. But it's which, like which, which, which that's that's the Bradley Bill argument too. We'll to get to s- that yes. in a bit. To start the season though, yeah. Levine was averaging thirty yeah. points a game. Yeah. He yeah. got he got hurt, if I'm not mistaken, hmm. and missing time. Yeah. But like. This is a guy who's been performing for a team that's been underperforming. Yeah, like yeah, he's he's balling. I'm not saying like I love Levine too. Like he's one of the, like he's balling. He's balling. He's really a very exciting player to watch. He fits the All Star game, but I just don't know if he's really All Star material. Like I don't yeah, I don't think he's on that level yet. I don't know. I think I think if you're we're going with your argument that Chris Paul shouldn't be an All Star, then Zach Levine should be an All Star over Chris Paul. I mean, sure, if that's how, the, how that's how they were doing it. Sure, yeah. Because like. I mean, I just hate Chris Paul, so that's, that's, like, I, I don't that's know. my thing. Chris Paul, like, to me... I just feel like he's very overrated as a player. I, I think they, they weigh him they weigh him a little too much. Yeah, because, like... Because I don't, think, I don't think they realize that Shai Gilgis-Alexander is playing Yeah, remember, the, the coaches voted... The, that's the coaches voting him in. So, they're going to put coaches, in... Yeah, coaches in They're going to put in Chris Paul because, you know, he's respected, you know. But I, I'm not a Chris Paul guy, personally. So a lot of people were arguing about Russell Westbrook making, which I don't. I don't know why Russell Westbrook's been balling. The, I feel like the only argument against Russ is his efficiency. I mean, okay, but this past this, like this 10 is the same. This is the same guy who yeah, plays. Yeah, but that's when he plays, plays on like, a team you know, with James Harden, who's also one of the least efficient players. In yeah, basketball. James Harden's really. He's been. So, he he played better um, last night. Well, or was that a few days ago? He um, against the Mavericks, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so he he's starting to play a little better. So, but it's like recently, think, Russ, like the um the past month of Russ book, he's been really efficient. Like, he's but been I think really if good. you look at Russ, look at the game they played against the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Where they lost that game. Yeah. That's a game they shouldn't have lost, and I'm a Warriors fan. I mean, and they shouldn't have lost that game. It's it's Westbrook. Like that's one of like Russ like, shot. You know, Russ shot. Yeah. I think. Almost thirty shots that game. Of course, he took thirty of shots course. that game. Yeah, and made less than he half. missed a lot. Yeah, but, but like we know that, but he's still balling. And you know, like yeah, the Rockets are in a decent position. Well, they could be better, they could be worse. But there's a lot of things going on with the Rockets, and I, I don't think Russell Westbrook is is one of their one of their bigger problems right now. All I think I'm there's s- a lot of problems with the Rockets organization as all a whole. I'm, all I'm saying is actually. that 
if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about Russ and whether or not he should be in, for sure. I feel who, like who, he, who's getting in like, over him. I feel like he should, but he shouldn't. But like who's getting in over him though? Like like specifically you him. You can make you can make the argument of Devin Booker. No, not over You can over make Webb. the argument of Bradley Beal. You can I make mean, the argument of John Morant. Nah, uh, the the West is too is too loaded guard wise to Wait, fit in guys listen, like Jaws too early for Ja. Listen, I love Jaws too early for him. Ja Morant, and He's I'm gonna excited. talk about I'm gonna talk about this. A little I would bit. I would rather put Ja 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 in over Chris Paul. That's me too. Ja Ja Morant is having one of the best rookie seasons and yes, recent memory. He's phenomenal. And now now that Zion's back, and that's I'll get into that we'll a little into later Zion. too. Now that Zion's back, everybody wants to say, oh, Zion's rookie of the no, year. We not. saw him play two no, games. He's, he's rookie of the year. He, he's, I don't know. He, he, unless no. Zion averages like 40 for the rest of the season, he's not even going to be close he's to He's not going to be close Jaw's to Ja's been like, he, he got it. It's in the back already. Like. But that John Morant is my other all-star snub. Mm. Um, John Morant's averaging 17.5 points yeah. a game, which isn't crazy. My crazy number. Seven, but that's for a rookie. But, 17 but for a rookie, seven for a rookie. Yeah. 17 is seven, 17.7 assists. That's, that's pretty good numbers. Yeah. But he's also shooting fifty percent from the field Pretty efficiently and forty percent from which, th- from three point. Which is range. very rare for a rookie guard. That's that's kinda of, like that's really he, good he for could, a rookie guard. He could be on pace to have a 50-40-90 season. Yeah, and for for great. those of you that, that don't know or aren't super into stats, that's balling. A fifty a fifty forty ninety season is fifty percent from, from the field overall, forty yeah. percent from the three point line, and ninety percent from the free throw line. Yes. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's only been like six players to ever do it. Yeah, I think there's like six. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very small, small club. club. Um, seven players. Yeah. So I was close. Close. Uh, is doing it pretty efficiently. Let's see. He his usage is 27.6, which basically means that he has the ball a lot. He's he's doing a lot for the Grizzlies offensively, and uh, yeah, like he's 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 playing great. I, I love Ja. Um, I love Ja. Shout out to Ja. But another guy I wanted to mention as far as All-Star is um, in the East, Bam Adebayo. That was one that kind of caught me by surprise, but then when you really look at it, it's like, why not? When you... Yeah. Before, before we get that, into that. That was one that, that kind of stuck say, out to me. I want to say that there's eight players that have reached the 50-40-90 yeah, yeah, yeah. club. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Yes. Of course. Kevin Durant. Okay. Reggie Miller, yes. Steve, Steve Nash, Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, and, and Mark Price. Mark, yeah. Now Mark Price, Price Mark Price is an outlier there because not a lot of people know. know and about and Brogdon, because <laughs> not not people not a lot of people know about him. But Brogdon's also solid. he's he won Rookie of the Year his rookie year. Ten points. Joel should have won. He won Rookie of the <laughs> yeah. Year. He's lead, he he was leading a Pacers team without their star player. Yeah. And he's been playing. He's been playing really well. He's another guy that maybe could have. Let me look at his stats. I think he, he's another guy who could, who should have been in the consideration for that. Why not? But to touch on Bam Adebayo. Yes, Bam. Bam. I've Bam. been I've been advocating for Bam Adebayo since the season started. I was I sleeping on Bam. I wasn't. I was fucking with Bam at the start. I, I think Bam is one of the best young, full, yeah. young. Big men in the league. 16, 16, 10, and 5, basically. Like, he's, he's been playing pretty great. On, and the Heat. Yeah, on a Heat yeah. team that That's is sitting at. Overperforming. Like third in the East right now. Real, I, I, but I didn't even, like, consider them as a playoff team, honestly. And really, a lot of people forget they got Jimmy Butler in the yeah, offseason. Yeah, Jimmy and, Butler yeah. 
is what made that team turn around. Yeah, and just Jimmy, yeah. not even just his play, but his mentality off the court, his mm-hmm. mentality in the locker room, and how he holds himself and carries uh, holds others accountable. Yes. So yeah. I think, I definitely think, Bam yeah. is well deserved. Mm-hmm. I think that Jimmy Butler also yeah. made it in. You know, I've also came around to. I used to hate Jimmy Butler too. I used, I used to be another one of those guys who I'd never liked because he was always kind of cancerous to me. But like, uh, he's 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 making me change my mind because he's been playing. I think people label uh, him as cancerous because when you look at him, the Minnesota thing. When you look at him. And you look he's at the very, way, you look at how he is. He's he's a no bullshit type yeah, of guy. He's very he's very out there with, with like he's not he gonna he's he wants the best from everyone in a league where you should want to put out the best yeah. work you could possibly. I mean, put. sometimes that works like you know, like we talked at, at the beginning of it, like Kobe, you know, who's, who's very much like that, you know. But it's like Jimmy Butler is just kind of like I don't know. He's he never think, he never at that level to do I that. Think, I think that people don't realize like Jimmy Butler's. A star. He's a. He is. Uh, he is okay. a star. Okay, sure. You can say He's that. on the verge of being a superstar. You can say, yeah. Okay. Call, call him a star. Why not? Yeah. Because. I'm fine with that. Look at what he did in Chicago when D Rose left. Okay. And then look at what he did in Minnesota. He did win Minnesota, the playoffs. Minnesota didn't miss the playoffs the entire time Jimmy Butler was there. The one of the last season he was there because he was a cancer. But but it's like Wally. Like they, they, but, they, but they were they better than they were in the past twenty years. So I, I suppose yeah. Like Jimmy Butler. I think I think this Heat team and where he takes this Heat I team like, I be, I, is going to yeah. be the turning point for his career. Especially because you got to consider like he was traded to the other places. He chose the Heat over the Sixers, where I felt the Sixers should have did everything they they could have did in their power to keep him over Tobias. I think if they, the Sixers had kept Jimmy, they would have been I think way better I think, position. I but. think it would have turned into another Minnesota situation because it would have yeah. been. Joel Embiid's a little yeah. lazy. Ben Simmons not shooting. Yeah, like it, that would have caused problems. It's just problems. a little so, bit of an so issue. The fact that he got to go somewhere where he wanted to go, he chose Miami. Yeah, so I think, I think, I think that, that's turned, a big part of he it. He definitely turned the culture around yeah. down there, and like he's doing, he's doing a lot for that team. Yeah. So, um, to continue, like mo- moving on to our next topic, um, yeah. midseason MVP. Midseason rookie. Of the year. I mean, MVP. Giannis is running away with it. You can make arguments for other guys. Luca. Uh, recently, I've been. Th- I thought this smart Dame. Dame's making like, like this past week. Like Dame's kind of getting up there in MVP talks. Like, cause he's he's, he's like putting the blazers on his back. Like he dropped what forty eight last night, forty eight mm-hmm. ten and eight or something like that mm-hmm. against the the Lakers. Like he's been balling recently. So Dame's kind of getting up there, but I think Giannis is really running away with it. And he, you know, Giannis is like just so far ahead because like people don't really like even talk about like Giannis that much because everyone just knows that he's just so far ahead of everyone mm-hmm. else. Like it's just he's he plays like thirty minutes a game, averaging like thirty. Like it's it's just not it's not even like a real debate. And and that's and that's crazy to say in a league where like you have guys like Luca averaging what he's averaging. You have guys like Trey, even though Trey isn't an MVP candidate, but you have guys like that, a bunch of great players in this league, and Giannis is just so far ahead of everyone else. So I think you have to, you have to say Giannis. Um, well, I, well mm-hmm. I think I think it's Giannis. Of course. That's Kawhi up there. Second, we're going to get to that. Okay, we're going to get to that. Second, second, I'd say, despite of what, NBA thinks, despite of what the media thinks, I say Luka Doncic deserves to be yeah, for sure. runner-up if he doesn't win it. He's, he's because awesome. Luka Doncic, before getting injured, he's had a couple injuries he's recently. Balling. He's been playing out of his mind. Yeah, he's balling. Yeah. Um, now, I'm looking at NBA.com's Jimmy Butler. MVP ladder. Jimmy Butler. And no. their top five, yeah. I'm going to read it off for you, is Giannis at one. Okay. Okay, the consensus. He's going to win, for sure. And if you look at Giannis... Giannis's stats 
is are, are just insane. Yeah, no. It's 30 crazy. points a game. Mm-hmm. 13 rebounds. Yeah. Almost six assists. A steal and a block. Yeah. A game. Yes, and like for most players, that's and, insane. And like thirty minutes a game, that's like some two K shit right there. Like you can't like that's no. That's nuts. I don't second, know about yeah. second. LeBron James. I mean, I haven't really been paying it. Th- oh, I don't like the idea of LeBron James being He's this high up on almost the ladder. eleven assists though. So it's like, I mean, I guess I don't. I don't like him being this high up on the ladder yeah. because AD people forget that AD is having a similar season. season. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna eat each other's votes. I don't think he's gonna end up. So I don't think I don't think but LeBron should be up this high. He's having a great season. Though. He's having a good season. They're Actually, having yeah. they're having an they're having a really good year. It's a big turnaround from yeah. what they did last year. Point LeBron, even though he's always played point guard his whole career, but that's another thing. So third is Kawhi. Leonard. I don't agree with that at all. I don't. He misses too many games. Now, no. Kawhi. Mm-mm. A lot of people like like Daquan here. Nah. Think that. Um, Kawhi shouldn't even be in MVP consideration. Maybe he shouldn't have even been been an All Star. Can he play ten games in a row? Can Kawhi yeah. play ten games in a row? But my thing is, I understand that, maybe that they he, don't they don't want him to. Maybe I get he it. can't play ten games in a row. And MVP needs to play ten games in a row. Like that, but, that's what it is. But you look at the games he does play. I mean, yes, yeah, that's cool. But he's at like if he, he's averaging okay. twenty seven playing. Yeah, but. For, for limited games, and I understand. I sympathize with Kawhi. I understand the situation. I know he does. He has to like he's like has like actual like health concerns, so he has to sit out those games. But it's like I'm not gonna give MVP to him. You know, I'm I mean, not gonna pit him up there. I'm not saying I'm not saying he deserves MVP. Yeah, all, saying, all NBA for I'm sure, but not MVP. If you look at his stats and you look at the games and the performances, mm-hmm. there was a game earlier this year he scored yeah, 31 he, points he, by halftime. He's gonna when he does play, he's gonna play great. But it's always when he does play. You know, so I, that's, I, I that's get where you're thing. coming from, and I don't I don't agree with him being this high up either. And it's definitely not over, time. definitely not over Luca. For sure, nah, Luca yeah. Don, Luca Doncic is mm-hmm. at number four. Um, number five is Jimmy Butler. I don't. Jimmy, he's shooting like look at his look at his three point percentage. He's shooting horribly, and he's not. I will say he's only well at number looks. five. He's only at number yeah. five because the Heat are doing way better than the they team. are. But uh, and as of right now, because of him, their next five. Are Anthony Davis, okay, James Harden, uh-huh. Nikola Jokic, I love Jokic, Damian Lillard, of course, and Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, what? I mean, okay, I I see why, but no, no, Rudy the Gobert. The only person I'd put over, the only two people I would swap uh, out of this list, are Kawhi yeah. Leonard, uh huh, and Jimmy Butler. Okay, for Anthony Davis, uh-huh. and maybe Nikola Jokic. I, I, I love Jokic. Maybe Dame. I nah, think Dame's been Dame, having an Dame's insane stretch, I, I, especially, and I think I think the pay, the Trailblazers picking up yeah. Carmelo Anthony yeah, that, changed really, the culture a little bit. That's a that's a great one. Right people there. people think that he's oh he's been playing like ass like he hasn't playing well whatever. Mel's, Mel's, it's not about it's not about his production per se. Yeah, it's about what he brings to the locker room yeah, for those man. guys. Mel's a legend, and I think that he's he's been a really good. A really, really good locker room presence. For yeah, for um, sure. Chris Paul can never. But I, I don't know. My my runner my pick right now is running away with it, and it's Giannis. Giannis, every like it's not even like something that that, <coughs> that like Stephen A. can't even like like you can't even like go to these shows and see people like making arguments I mean, for other guys. Like, I it's, mean, it's if, everywhere it's Giannis. Everywhere. If your if your name is Ryan Hollins, and oh, <laughs> uh, oh, and you're looking at last year's votes, then you would say what is Giannis, but uh, whatever. I think second, if Giannis doesn't win it, it's got to go to Luka. 
Okay, I'll, 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 I'll be fine with that. The good Mika getting it. That's fine. Now, that's MVP. Mm, rookie of the year. Rookie now. of the year. Jaws. I think Jaws, like, Jaws running away with it, there too. Is, there is no other rookie getting the amount of Jaws, it's, it's, yeah. screen time that yeah. Jaws is getting. Like, you don't hear about the other rookies yeah. other than oh, Zion. Let me look at the rookie class and really see, like, who's balling. Let me look. Because Jaws obviously balling. Uh, RJ's been playing okay. But I, mean, I don't think I don't think RJ's going to... I doubt it because RJ is yeah. RJ is on the Knicks. That's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. It's mm-hmm. on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hmm. so okay. So like I don't I don't see anyone. Jared Culver. No, he's not playing. Brandon Clark's on playing kind of cool. Yeah, he's playing. Matisse Thybul for the Sixers. He's been playing well, but he's not. But those aren't really candidates. I mean, the only other guy would be Zion. He's played what like. Two games. Yeah. He had a good Two, game. Two, three games. Yeah, he's had, like, what, 25 last last game, right? 25 and six or something like that. Well, he's been playing well. He's, he's going to get some votes. He's going to get some votes for the, sure. The media at NBA.com yeah. says. They're going to try. They're going to try to get him those votes. John Morant, mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Number two. Michael, Michael, oh, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter has been balling. Who's been playing really well. I love I But love he gets Michael. overshadowed by Jokic, yeah. Jamal and Murray, And that's a, that's a deep team. There's not a lot of minutes to go around, so he's going to not play as much as other guys. Zion Williamson, which is like okay. After but, playing, but, but we know why. We know why. After playing, let me see. Let me see what they say here. They don't. They don't say it here. But he has not played a lot of games. He's yeah, played he, maybe a week of basketball. Yeah. And he look. He's looked good though. So. A full a full week of Zion. He's looked good playing. He's looked good, but, but not rookie of the year level. They're good. gonna. They're gonna try to get. They're gonna get him. They're gonna get him as a Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish from the Atlanta Hawks. He's been playing better recently, but he had a really bad start to the season. Like he was kind of really trash, like like historically trash. And Kendrick Nunn. Who the fuck is up? Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. Now you you just said who who the hell I, is I know, that? I remember Kendrick Nunn from the beginning of the season. I don't know what he's been doing recently though. And that's because yeah, you have on that team you have two really good rookies yeah, right Duncan now. Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Duncan and Robinson. Tyler Hero. Yeah, Tyler Hero too. Yeah, those two. Could easily be guys. in the running for rookie of the year. Yeah, some guys. Yeah, like I think that Kendrick Young and Tyler Hero mm-hmm. are completely slept on. Um, I I think that just because Zion's the most hyped yeah. rookie mm-hmm. of all time does like he's not the best rookie of all yeah. time. He's not going to be the best rookie. Since okay, LeBron, but, but his hypothetical: what would Zion have to average to win rookie of the year over Ja? I mean, I don't think it's what he has to average. I feel like it's what what his team is gonna mm. have to do. So if his team is better than Jaws' team at the end of the season, you think he should get it? Let, like, let's say, which I don't, I don't think is possible. I mean, it could I don't be. think it's possible. I don't think the Pelicans. It's a really like if you look at the bottom of the the West. There's a lot of a lot of teams down there competing. Be, because so it's like I, I don't think it's possible because when you look at that Pelicans team. Mm-hmm. There's like there's th- that Pelicans team is better than the Grizzlies team just in terms of like who they have they're, on the they're better they're better on they're paper. more more talent they're better on more paper. talent yeah but when you look at it, when it comes down to winning yeah a lot of those guys on that Pelicans team haven't been around winning pro winning organizations they played with LeBron they got they rubbed up Lonzo Lonzo Josh Hart Brandon Ingram but yeah but the like gr- those guys yes they play with LeBron but. They play with LeBron for half a season. I mean, that's the, well, I, you get a lot from LeBron to half. Like compare that to like what are the oh, guys Lebr- on the LeBron, have? LeBron, who played half a season and went I mean, to playoff mode halfway through. Yeah, 
they still didn't and win. And still didn't win I any mean, games. they weren't good, but the the influence but still probably rubbed. They, they probably learned a lot from LeBron. But I think we that see that in Brandon Ingram, who's an All Star this year. Like he's been playing amazing. You know. I think that you look at this Grizzlies team. You have John, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark has been playing who, really well. I love, I love Brandon Clark. Yeah. That's a great duo right there. Yeah. You you have a young core who are who are rising together. And John Morant is one okay. one of these players that's just like he has this chip on like innate chip yeah. on his shoulder. But it's like how we it's Dev, the Devin Booker thing, how far can one player take a team? But you it's know, not like, just one player though. We've said it's yeah, not just okay, one player. Okay, but the, Brandon, but they, they live and die by how well Jaw plays. I don't think you that's true. You don't what? I don't think that's true. If Jog is injured right now, the Grizzlies team are winning like two games the rest of the season. No, they're not. Because you still they're have Jaron Jackson. You still he's have cool. Brandon Clark. Jaron Jackson. But they all they all play off of Jog. They all. But because Jog is the nucleus of that team. Jog is a playmaker, yes. Yeah. But Jaron Jackson can easily run that team. He can easily be the offense of that team. He was doing it before Jog got there. I don't know about that. I mean, he was doing like, it before like Jaron Jackson. Got he's shooting really well from three, actually. That's off the top of my head. But I'm. I, I say if you put them in a seven-game series, Grizzlies versus the Pelicans, the Pelicans are winning that in, like, five. I'm just saying. That's just what I think. Seven-game uh, series, I think the, the, the Pelicans will end up with a better record than the Grizzlies. I'll say that right now. I'll, I'll make that prediction right now. We'll see. But that's well, what I'm going to I'm going to hold you to that. We're of course. See, we're going to see in a, couple, in, a, in a couple months. Of course. But um, we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Our next topic is... U Albany sports. Yes. Whoa. Now, I think that U Albany sports don't get a lot of don't get a lot of coverage on campus and outside of the football team's playoff run this year. Okay. But we're gonna give them some coverage. See, you're gonna have to provide some insight to me. Okay, what do 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 the other students on campus care about the sports teams here? Would, in your opinion, would you say that that, that they care? I'd say that some do. I'd say, I'd say it's like a fifty-fifty. Sp- okay. Because there, you have a lot of people that come here knowing that we're a D one school. Mm-hmm. For sure. And want to watch D one sports. Okay. Now, yes, we're in football. We're on the lower end of D one. Mm-hmm. Basketball, we're on the lower end of D one. But still, it's still D one sports. Yeah. And, and shout out, I just want to say shout out to the shout out to everyone who fucked with, on the sports teams here at U Albany. I love y'all, man. I just want to say that I'm not I'm not hating. <laughs> Don't beat me up, but yeah. But um, I want to start off with men's basketball. Mm-hmm. Last night, yeah, or a couple nights ago, I think. I believe it was a couple nights ago. Uh, played UMBC. Okay, where are they from? And I, if anyone that watches March Madness, UMBC. Uh, UMBC is the Team that was that had the Cinderella story a couple mm. uh, was it last year a couple years ago. Okay. Um. Baltimore, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, let me hold. Let me pull this up real quick. Yeah. Oh. I do have a couple stats that I want to yeah. touch on. Um, stats, both the numbers. The leading scorer for the Danes was uh, Malachi D'Souza. Mm. That's a superstar name. He had 15 points, six boards, helped his team win. Helped his team to a win. Shout out to Malachi. Um, also, you had a you had Ahmad Clark mm-hmm. who had 13 points, seven assists, five rebounds. Balling. That's a not, like a great. That's a really good stat line. Yes. And 
again, helping their team to win. Now, one stat that jumped out to me was in this game, mm-hmm. four of their five starters scored double-digit oh, points. Oh, consistency, team ball, I love that. So, and then you had uh, Heal- uh, Cameron Healy off the bench who scored 10. Mm-hmm. That right there tells me that they're spreading the ball around. Okay. They're, they're getting the ball to the guys in mm-hmm. open spots, and they're playing team basketball. Yes. So I have a question for you. Because I, I think you follow you Albany sports more than I do, admittedly. That's that's a fault of, that's a fault on my end. But I would I want to ask you like how far like what are the what are the aspirations for this team this year like what are they looking well, to do? Looking at their record right now. Okay, what's the record? They're sitting at twelve and ten. Okay. Overall. Okay. Five and two in the conference. All right. Tonight. Mm-hmm. Tonight at seven o'clock. Okay. Here on campus. All right. In Seth Q Arena. Okay. They're playing the conference leading. Ooh. I don't know their team name, but I do know that they're from Vermont. Ooh, that sounds scary. Um, <laughs> bro, I, I, so I, I think that I don't know anyone from Vermont. That's a scary state. <laughs> the fuck is in Vermont? Um, I think they're looking. They're trying to win their conference this year. Okay. They're trying to. Shout to Bernie. They're trying to, uh, you know, maybe make make the ch- uh, make the uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see where. We'll it goes. see. We'll see. I think that so th- they're trying, they're trying, they're, they're going for it. Yeah, definitely. I think I think definitely. I think they have a good team. Mm-hmm. I think they can easily make it, make some noise, make, make some kind of noise, maybe make it to the tournament. A little we'll whisper. See. Maybe. We'll see. They might. They could win their, the American East Conference. Mm. But we'll see. Okay, shout to them. Um, I might pop out for the game tonight. Maybe another stat that I just saw. Um, Cameron Healy, who we talked about, mm-hmm. has hit a three in 54 straight games. Oh, consistent shooter. 54 straight games. All right, Kyle Corver, do your thing. Like, yeah. that's that's an insane streak. Yeah. And we'll we'll see if he keeps that up tonight. Hopefully he does, yeah. Um, Now, moving on to the women's side of things. Yes. The women's team also played UMBC. Mm. Had a 56-51 to victory. Yes. And... They had a couple ballers. There was a couple ballers. Mm-hmm. Kyara Frames, 16 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Shout out to her. Great game. Great game. Mm-hmm. Helen Hagerstrand, yes. 10 points, 7 boards. Wait, what's her name? Hagerstrand. That's all. Well, that name is hard. <laughs> That's like a Disney villain. <laughs> I don't want to fuck with her. 10 points, 7 boards. <laughs> now, like, bit, like, it's how she gets like a technical every game. Like she just <laughs> probably like punches people in the face. I, I would know. say I'm gonna say this. I don't really follow. I don't follow mm-hmm. basketball mm-hmm. on campus like that. Yeah. But I will say that these are great stat lines, and yeah. it's good to see that our campus sports are winning. Yes, I love to see that. We love. We love to see proud to go here, and we love. We marginally. We want. <laughs> we want to give some kind of recognition to the players that may not be getting yeah. recognition they deserve. Yeah, shout out to them for working. Cause it takes a lot to be a student athlete. That, it that does. It's it a does. lot. People think it's just kind of like a welcome. But I know I know there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll always respect that being part. Some, being someone who tried to be a student athlete, mm-hmm. it, it is a lot. You have a lot on your plate. Yes, and as someone who's not athletic at all, you know, I, I realize that that's hard. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, moving on, we're going to look at sports coming up in the next couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, tonight, uh, men's basketball is playing Vermont in yeah. Seth Q. Mm-hmm. It's the 23rd annual Big Purple Brow. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I tried to look that up. Yeah. Tried to figure out what it was. 
Don't know. I just know it's something big. Big secret. And they've been doing it for 23 years. Find out when we find out. Um, also, women's basketball is mm-hmm. going to be playing at Vermont. Mm-hmm. At the time of recording, yeah. the game's been going on. The game started at 2 o'clock. Oh, shit. So it's now 4 o'clock, 4.10. We're, we're dating ourselves a little bit. Hey, man. 4.10. Um, 4.10 on a Saturday, February 1st. But mm-hmm. we'll, I'll, we'll see yeah. how the game went after mm-hmm. after this recording. Um, also, you all mean track and field. Oh, uh, the track? I've actually been, because fo- I do, like, side note, I do, like, photography in my off time, and, like, I follow a lot of, like, the school photographers, like, so I, I see, like, a lot of pictures from our track team. I think our track team is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, a, like, I know a girl, I had a class with a girl um, last semester who was on the track team, and, like, she, you know, I, I, I fuck with the track team a lot. Shout out to them. Um, the track team yesterday. Yeah. Uh, half, well, they split their team, men's and women's. Yeah. Half and half. Uh, half the team did the Crimson Elite Invitational mm-hmm. at Harvard mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. And today, started at 11, I believe, mm-hmm. this morning. Yeah. Uh, the other half will take part take part in the Bruce Lee Hain Scarlet and White Invitational, which is being held at Boston University. Yeah. And we wish the best of luck to them. Yes. We hope things went well. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I I think that it's it's great. We deserve we we should put recognition and give recognition to campus sports yes. as much as we can. Shout out to the runners out there. Um, so what we're gonna do now? We're gonna take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, coming back after the break, we will get into the nitty gritty of the mm. MOB cheating drama. What's a cheater? Uh, what's what's that? And mm. we'll see you in a couple minutes. Yeah. If you're enjoying the episode so far, you can find us wherever you regularly find your podcasts under Albany Student Television. Follow us on Instagram and Snapchat at ATV Albany for updates on shows, meetings, and shoots. Welcome back to UA Overtime. We le- last time we left off, we said we were going to talk about MB cheating drama, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off saying 
if you don't know about any of this, the Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox, the last two World Series champions, well, two of the last four World Series champions, have been accused of recording signs of their opponents and taking them and using them to get an advantage. Now, there's been a lot of talk about between the L.A. Dodgers organization, who lost to the Astros in the 2017 World Series, I believe, and between... Oh, they also lost to the Red Sox, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, between... And the Yankees have gotten into it, too, um, saying that their World Series wins should be voided. Mm. Me, personally... I'm a Clayton Kershaw fan. I love Clayton mm. Kershaw, and I know about his struggles in the playoffs and in the World Series. But doesn't this seem to be a cause for his struggles in the World Series? Like, I feel like just because... Mm. I feel like because of the fact that they are stealing signs, they know what he's going to throw, right. it, it puts him at an obvious disadvantage. All right, I, I just want to say this. Free the Astros. They did nothing wrong. In my opinion, like, it's just advanced strategy. Like, they were just ahead of the curve. 20 years from now, every team will be doing this. I, I, I don't see, like, I get it, but at the same time, like, it's strategy. It's advanced strategy. I get why they called it, consider it cheating, but I don't really consider it cheating. Um, cheaters always win anyway, so it's like, I don't I don't know. I don't, I, I don't have a problem with, with what they did. I don't, I don't know. I feel like if you let them off, like they let they kind of let them off with with a little slap. Yeah, because there was talk of like revoking the like revoking the championships. Like there was and talk. I of think that. I think if you avoiding keep, them, if you keep letting them off with slaps on the wrist, it breeds something that we don't want in the game of baseball. Okay, I mean, yeah, like you want baseball to be as authentic as possible. That's why everybody's so up in arms about uh, robo bumps. Mm. And. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea because it takes it takes away like one of the greatest things in baseball mm. is being able to sit there and argue with an umpire over a call. Yeah. No right. call like no call from every ump is going to be the same. Yeah. So I think that if you put you introduce robo umps, you have this it takes away the margin of error. Yeah. There's like, I, think there's, I think there's like a greater conversation to be had about the progression of sports as we get more te- technologically advanced, you mm-hmm. know, and as far as like daily life and stuff, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to sports. We're like, we think of sports as like a pure thing, like, like ba- baseball is baseball, basketball is basketball. Like those sports are supposed to be pure, like play them the same, mm-hmm. you know, like that, because that's how we recognize them. That's how we grew up with them. But you know, new rules always introduced, new technologies always introduced. So I think this is like. Although the cheating thing, okay, yeah, sure, whatever, it's cheating. But I think it, it is going to, like, kind of pave the way for future conversations as far as, like, how the game will be officiated and how the game will be looked upon. Definitely, so, yeah. definitely. Um, I, I don't know. I, me personally, I don't, know, I don't know if they should be voided. I feel like a $5 million fine wasn't yeah. enough. Yeah, but it's like, what, what would be enough? Suspensions? In, yeah, in that case, what would be enough? But I... We'll see. It's the yeah. first time this has been brought up like this. Yeah. It's the first time it's been on been done on this scale. Yeah. We'll see if it if it ever comes up again. We'll see what yeah. what the MLB does with it. But That's I think yeah. I think they handle it well, but not to the extent that 
both players mm-hmm. and other organizations wanted them to handle For it. sure, yeah. Moving on, mm-hmm. continuing with baseball. Spring training is mm. right around the corner. We are almost at that time of year where it's time to watch baseball again. Spring training, but it's and, not spring yet. Ooh. And now I know I know some people don't watch spring training because they feel spring training is just fluff and it's whatever. Like me. But spring training is very important. Because spring training determines who's making the roster. Okay. So. <clears throat> Give it to them. I don't have an exact list on this. Mm. But. Kids don't care about spring training. Spring uh, training doesn't. I mean, it means a little, but I don't really put much stock into spring training. Brings them up. We'll look this up. Mm-hmm. For sure. This is very old. Hold on. Then he can play well. Hmm. Well, I mean, it. Spring training mm-hmm. is one of those things where it's like you're, you're you're getting your conditioning. Conditioning. You're, you're preparing. You're preparing yourself. Pit, pitchers are working on maybe new mechanics. Yeah. Hitters are working on maybe a new stance, mm-hmm. maybe a new swing path. Yes. You know, baseball is is very analytical now. Mm-hmm. And Moneyball, yeah. I think that when it comes down to it, spring training matters. Okay. And we don't we don't I don't think we know fully what what rosters all thirty teams are bringing to spring to spring training. For sure. But we have like an idea of who who's getting invited, who's you know who's not coming. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I think that spring training is important for those that need to step up and need to play well this year. Yes. Do you have any people in mind who need to play really well to? As as a Mets fan. Yeah. Oh. Joanna Cespedes. Oh. All right. Joanna Cespedes has been out, was out all of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He missed a lot of the year before. Yeah. And we need like he needs to do well in spring training for that for the Mets to even consider keeping him. And okay. I know regular baseball fans, not hardcore baseball fans, okay. regular baseball fans will probably look at that, say listen to that and say, What do you mean? Yeah. Joanna Cespedes is is a great bat. He's a great bat in the lineup. Of course. But the issue is consistency. Mm. When you have someone who has been playing a lot. How consistent can they be? And if you're putting him in the lineup with a guy like Pete Alonso, mm-hmm. with a guy like Brandon Nimmo if they keep him, yes, with a guy like Michael Conforto, All right. those are consistent bats. Okay. And in order for the Mets to go far this year, they not only need consistent pitching, consistent rotation, they need consistent offense. And the big issue the big issue with Cespedes is that if you put him in the lineup, where do you play him? Because you're you're not just gonna keep him on the bench and then only play him in a, an interleague play for DH roles. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you play him? I know he's listed as an outfielder, but the Mets have seen the Mets have better outfielders. Mm-hmm. They have better outfielders. And I know you want Cespedes in the lineup, but where do you play him on defense? So I think that that'll be a good look at, like spring training will provide a good look at what to do with Yolanda Cespedes. Okay. 
So I think that's that's my take on it. If you have that's anyone a, in mind, a, that's a very solid take. I mean, I don't really have anything in mind because I think for spring <coughs> training, spring training is such like a teams already have an idea of what they need to do coming into this like season. Like they already have an idea of what they really need to accomplish. So I feel like I don't. I just never really pay attention to spring training because it's like what significant you know additions are really made. You know, I mean, like. When you think about it, think about it like this. Signif- like significance, like. I think, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of years ago, <clears throat> before the rise of Jacob Degrom. Okay. They, he was on their spring training mm-hmm. roster. He pitched very well in spring training. Mm-hmm. And Mets brass realized, that's our ace, not Syndergaard. Yeah. Degrom is our ace. Mm-hmm. Degrom is more consistent. Mm-hmm. He's got better stuff. And he's gonna win you games. All right. Hence why he's won back-to-back Cy Youngs. Okay. But I understand the casual fan base that's like I, admittedly am. Yeah. Spring training isn't that important. Yeah. So if you think it's not that important, just watch. Just but pay, okay. pay attention to headlines. Yeah. So pay, but but the the teams with with good management will always. Find gems. That that's just true for all sports. Well, yes, all that's it. true. Yeah, so it's like okay. The but it also it also allows management to see whether or not certain guys are ready for the majors. Mm. You know, true. There are guys like like there are guys that may that may be on the spring training roster as rookies mm-hmm. or as double A, triple A players. Yeah, but might not be ready for. The majors might not ready be may, may not be ready for the speed yeah. of the majors. Mm-hmm. You know, guys up up here in the up there in the majors are throwing consistently ninety five to yeah. hundred. Mm-hmm. You don't you see it sometimes in double AA, A triple A ball, but it's not often. Yeah, rare. So I think I, I think spring training is very important. I yeah. think within these coming weeks, we'll definitely keep talking about it as yeah. as when spring training really starts up, which I think is in March. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it a little more. Um, it's something you have to watch and see. Just yeah. watch and see. <clears throat> Definitely just, just if you're not gonna watch it, pay attention to the headlines. Yeah. See what major news mm-hmm. sources are saying. Major sports news sports news sources mm-hmm. are saying about spring training. Um that being said, moving on to our next topic. This is a very, very interesting topic. Whoa. NFL award predictions. Okay. Tonight. Remember, we're recording this on February 1st. Yep. Tonight is the NFL Honor Show, yep. where NFL awards such as MVP, Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year will be presented. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to start off right now. Yeah. MVP. We all know. We all know it's Jackson. We all know. <laughs> we all know it's Lamar Jackson. Beginning of the year, you could have said different. You could have said Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. You could have said Dalvin Cook. Lamar Jackson. You, you could have said Russell Wilson. But Lamar Jackson has proved different. Outside of playoffs, which I'm which yeah. I feel for him, he's glad that they don't take playoffs into account when it comes to MVP. Yeah. Outside of playoffs, Lamar Jackson has proven time and time again why he deserves to be MVP. For sure. For sure. Especially as a as a QB. Like Lamar Jackson is like I feel like he doesn't. I mean, he gets his due, but I feel like people really underappreciate what Lamar Jackson's really doing. Like Lamar Jackson is really one of the best players I've seen recently. 
Like, I'm really in love with Lamar Jackson. Like, honestly. And <clears throat> to move on to Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk, we will talk about defensive and offensive player of the year, but I want to do rookies yeah. first. Offensive Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. as much as people want to say Josh Jacobs, yeah. I got to go with Kyler Murray. Murray. I got to go with Kyler Murray. <laughs> yeah. I'm a court, I'm a quarterback at heart. Mm-hmm. I played quarterback all throughout high school. Mm-hmm. I still love the play, I still love the position of quarterback. Yeah. And Kyler Murray, even though he was handed nothing and yes. his team was nowhere near playoffs, they were they had a terrible record. Kyler Murray is has that it factor. Yes, I agree. And I've been watching Kyler Murray since high school. Mm, big fan. All right. Kyler Murray has that it factor. All they need is a few pieces and to shore up that defense in Arizona, and they could be a playoff team. For sure. Now, I understand the reason for Josh Jackson, I, Josh Jacobs. I understand the argument for Josh Jacobs. This, the man's been playing out, outstanding. He played outstanding all year. Mm-hmm. Shouldered a Raiders team that a lot of people didn't think was supposed to make the playoffs. And not, not to forget that Derek Carr is their quarterback, and mm-hmm. Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. For I don't sure. understand why... People want to get rid of him, but we'll talk about that after the Super Bowl is over. <laughs> but I, I think how good can you be with Derek Carr? I think Josh, Josh Jacobs deserves it, but I definitely think Kyler Murray did a lot for his team. Yeah, he he did a lot for not only his team but himself. Yeah, and he showed why he was the number one overall pick mm-hmm. with limit with a limited with a very limited workspace. Yeah. Um. On the defensive side of the ball, Nick, Nick, Nick Bosa. Bosa. Nick, Nick Bosa. <laughs> I, I don't know anyone that would vote against Nick Bosa. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm an Ohio State fan. Of course. So I watched Nick Bosa all through. I, not, I watched Nick Bosa throughout college. Nick Bosa got it. Nick Bosa is the transcendent. He, like, he's one of the like, most dominant edge rushers yeah, in football right yeah. now. I think, and I, I could even go as far as to say he's one of the most dominant we've seen in a while. Of course. Because outside of him, the biggest names, biggest edge rushers that come to mind are Von Miller, mm-hmm. uh, DeMarcus Ware, mm-hmm. um, Justin Houston. Okay. That's, that's about it. I think Nick Bosa is making a name for himself mm-hmm. in a rookie season. That's insane. Yeah. Also, he's playing in the Super Bowl tomorrow. Hmm. I'm gonna get into that. Yeah. And <laughs> he helped that team mm-hmm. when when their offense was struggling a little bit. Yeah. He helped. Like he led that team. Yeah. He led the rushmen. Mm-hmm. He led that defense. Yep. Yeah. To do something that people didn't even think was was gonna happen yeah, this year, sure. let alone ever. Hmm. So I think I think that definitely, 100% Nick Bosa's defensive rookie. Yeah. For sure. So, when again, the comeback player of the year? Um, <laughs> we could get in the comeback player okay, of the year okay. after we do offensive and defensive okay. player of the year. Right. Offensive player of the year, I think either Mike Thomas or Christian McCaffrey. I'll take McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey had an outstanding year this yeah. year. A little overshadowed by the Cam drama, yeah. which I love Cam Newton. Cam Newton, my favorite player. Eh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, um, I'm kind of falling off with Cam. Like, I'm not. I think that, I think that when he's yeah. healthy. He is MVP. He is an MVP. But he is healthy, one of the best quarterbacks to play. But and what, focused. But like, 
one of the things is that his offensive line isn't as good as as it used to be. Yeah, true. And he has no weapons. The only yeah. other we- the only- DJ Moore emerged as a weapon this year. Yeah. Curtis Samuel emerged as a but weapon coming, this coming year. Into the season, but coming into it. the season, he didn't really they, have they much other than they, they needed to put around him. Other than sure. Christian McCaffrey, of course. So I, but I think that Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. definitely offense player of the year for sure. Maybe Mike Thomas, just because of the sheer amount of the volume yeah. he is to that mm-hmm. Saints offense. Mm-hmm. But I think Christian McCaffrey definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have anything to say on that? Yeah, I agree. I, that was my pick, too. Um, defensive player of the year. Uh, I haven't. I don't <laughs> defensive player of the year is a weird I have no opinions weird on, on place. defensive. I have no opinions on this. It's a weird, weird place right now. Um, yeah. You gotta carry this one. I have no opinions on who should be. NFL.com, their their crew no says Stefan Gilmore is gonna win it. Okay, let me look at the list. Who who's on there? Chandler okay, <coughs> Chandler Jones. Mm, I like TJ Watt. But I mean I guess Personally personally Gilmore. I'm gonna pick somebody that's not on this list. Yeah. And it's Mika Fitzpatrick. Mmm. Hot take. Mika like Fitzpatrick, it. since getting traded to the Steelers. Okay was playing out of his mind for that defense. And I think that the Steelers got a really good free safety out of that trade. Mm -hmm. And you put him in the defensive defensive, defensive backfield, Mm -hmm. and you put T.J. Watt on that D-line, and Devin Bush in in the linebacking core. That's a really good – that's a good core and a solid defense. Yeah, of course. I think they just need to focus on their offensive side, but that's another topic. But I think that Micah Fitzpatrick definitely deserves defense player of the year. Okay, for sure. I, I, I'll work up on that. Now, What's next? comeback player of the year. Oh, yeah. Comeback player of the Let, year. No, nah, no. Nah. Miami Dolphins legend, <laughs> Tannehill. Come on, bro. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, Tannehill. Like, how, like, who, like, who else? Who else could you even put there? I'd Dolphins so, legend. Okay, so... I, I understand the, one of the, my favorite players. I ever. understand Ryan Tannehill breakout year. No yeah. one expected him no one expected. to even do this. Yeah, everybody expected that team to, mar- to be Marcus Mariota's team. Mariota, who? Like, come on, come on, come on. Tannehill comes in. Tannehill. And Tannehill plays out his mind and gets them to <laughs> an AFC Championship game. Yeah, yo, that, and this is really thing is I was always high on Tannehill. But I, I think Tannehill's stats. Are pushed to the side, yeah, because of Derrick Henry, yeah, who also is a candidate. That's, that's going to tell the whole story with Tannehill. They who also could be could be a candidate for mm-hmm. offensive player of the year. Okay, but I think that um, he's in a good situation. I think I think Tannehill could could win it. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how the voting goes. I think down. I think Tannehill is going to take it because like I think that Jimmy Garoppolo definitely okay. deserves it. All right, I mean, of course, of course, because. Yeah. He plays five games last year. Yeah, wins all five. Yeah, tears his ACL. Fortunately, unfortunately, comes back. This comes year. back. Starts eight. off the season what eight and zero, nine and zero. Yeah, great start. I mean, only loses two game, three game, two three games all year. Yeah, and then now they're playing in the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, but if they, if they took that into consideration, for sure him. But they don't. So I think, but I think that. Garoppolo's numbers yeah. are what we expected from Garoppolo last year. Yeah, before he just, getting he just got hurt. So it's not really, yeah. And I think that the, the fact what, oh. that he could come mm-hmm. back and still play at that level yeah. 
I mean, says a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo as a player. So I think I think that Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. who's going to become a player in a different conversation. Jimmy Garoppolo is <laughs> comeback later. Yeah, we'll talk about Garoppolo yeah, a little. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, the last award is Coach of the Year. Um, uh, who, who do they have on there? I think I think Harbaugh too. Coach of the uh, I think Harbaugh too. You could say Harbaugh, but I don't know if Harbaugh leads to the success of Lamar Jackson. Mm. Like I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like I don't know if the Ravens' success is solely based off of Harbaugh's yeah. coaching is it, or, is it the system Lamar, or is it Lamar just or Lamar's so playing ability. I think it's always a combination of both because like and I, I think it's, it's a combination. QB is an extension of the coach, so it's but like you look at the 49ers, you look at the Titans now. Mm-hmm. I I think that those two teams have really good coaches, and those two coaches have been. Putting their teams in positions to, to win. win ball games, yeah. especially Mike Vrabel. Yeah. But but it usually goes to like the the, the best. Especially Mike yeah. Vrabel. Yeah. I think Mike Vrabel deserves it because mm-hmm. rookie coach. Okay. Takes his team right. to the AFC Championship game. All right. Makes the dis- makes the very tough decision. I don't know if anyone realizes how tough of a decision that is to bench, bench a num a yeah. former number two overall pick mm-hmm. for a former wide receiver. That is nuts. That, that is a risky move. Like you, don't, show, you shows, don't know how yeah. that's gonna go. You just have that much faith in your guys that they can yeah. get it done. He's respected for such a. Like I a, so I definitely think. I definitely think that, Rabel deserves it. All right, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that actually. I'm not mad at that. Okay. And like I said, NFL honors are tonight. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how we'll see who wins. We'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think it's tonight at nine o'clock. Yeah. And I think I think it's eight maybe. Um yeah, let me find out. Mm-hmm. But for sure only one I'm like like of course Lamar. So so who are we like who are locks? So Lamar's a lock. Locks are Lamar. Bosa. Bosa. Uh who else? And I think that's it. Mm. I think Tannehill's a lock personally. That's that's just me being a fan. Like I think I think Lamar and Nick Bosa are definitely locks for yeah. me. I think that people are people are looking at the big names when it comes to defensive player of, of the course, year, yeah. and they're missing out on Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay, granted, might, it was he only might like he might get some votes, but I don't granted, know. it wasn't a lot of the year. It wasn't a lot of the year, but yeah. what he did in such a tor- short time frame mm-hmm. speaks volumes to how, how good he is as a player. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens tonight at eight o'clock Eastern time. Mm. But the real focus the is real what's focus, happening the real tomorrow. Is what's going on tomorrow? Segway King. <laughs> Super Bowl Fifty Four. Forty Niners. That's a bad move. I'm sorry. <laughs> San Francisco Forty Niners. Yes, I've and Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City All Chiefs. Right. The Kansas City Chiefs haven't been in the Super Bowl for fifty years. Yes. This is the first time since twenty thirteen the Forty Niners have seen the Super Bowl. Yes. Now, okay, I've seen. Okay, both, okay. both teams are very are, are very different. <laughs> yes, very different teams. Like I said, Chiefs haven't made a Super Bowl in fifty years. Yes, yes. Offense versus defense. The San Francisco Forty mm-hmm. ers haven't been there since twenty thirteen. Yep. Completely different teams, completely different styles. Yes. But that being said, though, I've everywhere I've looked, I've seen blowouts in favor of of Kansas. Now I've seen big blows, and I I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a lot more high. I think we're gonna see a lot more offense from from the 49ers than we think. Now that's what I think personally. I looked when I was looking at when I was looking up my notes and making my notes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking back, and I was like, who's made predictions already? 
I've seen Madden did their prediction. Yeah. And Madden had Kansas City winning 35 to 31. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I've, I've seen, seen like I've seen a couple other predictions yeah. that have been landslides in favor of Kansas City. Okay. Personally, I think the 49ers win this game. Mm. Okay. In a very Hot take. tough close Ooh. 30 38 35 win. Oh, okay. I'm going to completely different. I think I think it's going to be like a, a, a like a 54 42 kind of game in favor, now, in favor of the Chiefs. In reality that makes sense yeah. because the Kansas City be, Chiefs are I don't think they're coming to play defense. I just can, don't think I think the Kansas City Chiefs are offensive juggernauts. Yeah. The 49ers are not offensive juggernauts. They just have a really good run game. I think they're going to But mm-hmm, yeah. The 49ers have the best defense in all yeah, football. Yeah, they have great defense. But I think both teams are going to play to their to their strengths and it's like I trust the the 49 um I trust Kansas's de- uh, offense more than I trust Kansas's um well that just the 49ers defense personally. Me personally, like I said, I think the 49ers win this game. I don't okay. know why I don't know why people are trying to write off the 49ers like yeah. they haven't been the best team in the NFL. They I mean you have, but End of the day, like and defense can only take you so far. Defense yeah. wins championships. Does it though? Yes. Does it? Look at look at last year's Super Bowl. I mean, okay, that was. <laughs> look at last year's Super Bowl. Defense wins I championships. Mean, okay, but I really look at look at look at uh, a okay. couple okay. years ago. Okay. Seahawks Seahawks Patriots. What won right. that Super Bowl? What literally won that <laughs> a, a Super Bowl? A bad decision. Well, de- but defense. A bad decision. Like that's was not. Bad. That wasn't the defense. Was, that was I a mean, bad decision. Like, I mean, it, that was a coaching say, a coaching error. Like, but you could say that defense won that Super Bowl because right. okay. it's it plays Steph- a part. If Stephon Gilmore isn't there, he doesn't. They don't win that game. All right, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think Kansas is coming to play around. I think they're gonna come out shooting. And I don't think. I, I don't think that. San Fran is coming to play around. I think that people sleep on San Fran's yeah. team as a whole, mm-hmm. which is insane because they're yeah. like it doesn't make sense to me. They're sitting yeah. at thirteen and three on the year. Like I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, but like but, look everywhere you look, it's you know it's the, it's the Mahomes effect too. It's the Mahomes. I, it's definitely a, Mahomes effect. But like you, you gotta look you know, at the look bandwagons. At, you know, I, I, look yeah. at what the 49ers did mm-hmm. in their two playoff games. Okay. Neither team. Well, the the Packers did score over ten points. Okay. But it took them until the third quarter, third until quarter. the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. It took late them until the, very late, late in the game. Yeah, late in the game. The Vikings didn't score ten, mm-hmm. score more than ten points. Yeah. Dalvin Cook was held to under thirty yards, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. The Packers looked like absolute shit. Of course. All and game the until Packers. the end. Yeah. I so like I don't think, I don't I don't think that. You can take the Mahomes effect into account because you could say it's the Rodgers effect. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers effect. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is a great quarterback, is an elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think that end of the day, 49ers defense wins, defense prevails, nah. and there's there's nothing that the Chiefs don't have a run game. Of course, okay. Which is important that that is you can't you cannot vague. win you cannot that's very vague. you cannot win a Super Bowl Without. with your quarterback yeah. being your leading rusher. Yeah, that that's that's not really unless good. your name is Lamar Jackson. But you know, Mahomes is like he's the chosen one. like he's the chosen one. I don't. No. I I I, I, love, I, have, I have a lot of faith in him. I love I love. I think Pat he's Mahomes. gonna ball out no matter what the outcome. I think he's gonna have a great game. I love I love personally. Pat Mahomes. I love Pat Mahomes. But 
I don't think he wins the Super Bowl. I don't think he I wins think his he first Super Bowl. I don't think he wins his first like Super Bowl. Cinderella right story. Like, I think he does. You also have to think about it. Yeah. Look at the 49ers offense. 49ers yeah. have a really good run game. Or, yeah. They have three receivers who are playing really, really well. Good, really well. George really. Kittle. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bourne. Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne, yeah. I think his name is. And who else do they have on that team? Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Mm-hmm. Um, and Debo Samuel. Oh, of course. And you also have to remember yeah, the quarterback tree that Jimmy Garoppolo came from. Yes. That he fell from. Oh. Mm-hmm. The Tom Brady quarter, the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick quarterback tree, Josh that's, McDaniels, yeah. that's an insane quarterback that's a, tree. That's a there, strong tree. There was a stat this year that uh, – Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Jacoby Brissett, and Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. were combined. I want to say, I think at one point like seven and two. Yeah, which is insane. The three quarterbacks could have a complete winning record. Like I, okay. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a really good quarterback. I think a lot of people sleep on him. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that he's not. He's just a game manager. He's mm-hmm. not a game changer yeah. like Patrick Mahomes is. But I think that. Jimmy Garoppolo's arm is what changes games yeah. for the 49ers. I mean, that, that is true, but I think if the 49ers are going to have any chance, like, they can't, it's going to have to be a grinded-out defensive game. Because we know what their game plan is. To, oh, yeah, definitely. They're going to focus on Mahomes, try to, you know, definitely, lock definitely. him up as best they but, can. So, but I feel like if they do win, it's going to be, like, a, a very low, like, maybe, like, 20, you know, like, one I don't of those. Think, I don't those think it's going to be that low. I think it's going to be that low if they win. I don't think it's going to be that it's gonna low. It's going to have to be that low. Because they're going to run it down. Of the fact that, because of the fact that, the 49ers offense, a lot of people don't realize this. The 49ers offense is a big play offense. Yeah, it's predictable. It's kind of, yeah, it's risky, predictable, yeah. Like, people people think, oh, it's just a run game. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. not. Not at all. These receivers and Jimmy Garoppolo have really good chemistry together. Yeah. And especially with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. This team has, ta- has been taking themselves to new heights mm-hmm. as the season's going on. And I think that 100%, yes, it'll be a defensive game. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs' defense, A, cannot stand up to what the 49ers bring on offense. Okay. Because the 49ers have a run game. Chiefs haven't been able to stop the run game. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. And other than Tyron Matthew, who's – other than Tyron Matthew, and I believe his name is Kendall Fuller. I, there's so many I Fullers. Think that, I think that's right. I think it's Kendall Fuller. Or Kenneth the Future. <laughs> yeah, Kendall. Yeah. Kendall Fuller. Between Tyron Matthew and Kendall Fuller? Yeah. Who's guarding those 49ers receivers? Hmm. That is a good point. I don't I don't know, man. But it's just okay, but like okay. So going going back to the predictions that we're seeing all over, like why do you think people have have um Kansas just blowing them out? Like why why like why do you think that is? I think I think a lot of people lean too far into the Mahomes effect. Yeah. I think a lot of people see he's Mahomes. A, he's a star, yeah. I think a lot of people see Mahomes day, day in, day out. Yeah. No, you can say he's a star. Okay, he's a star, yeah. Definitely a star. For sure. I think a lot of people see him play day in, day out, mm-hmm. especially what they did against Houston. Yeah. Um, a week in, a week out. Yeah. And uh, they see that he's he really, just has... He's really smart. Like, he just has that... He's a really, like... He has that Kobe factor. Yeah, really smart player, really calculated. He has that Kobe factor. Also, where Kobe can that's why I enjoy him, yeah. Kobe can look at his team and be like, all right, we got to play better. And his yeah. team will play better. Yeah. I feel like he's just always like 10 steps ahead of whatever he's facing. 
So that's why but, I personally have put a lot of faith into him. But you also, it's not just the players. Yeah. You got to look at the coaches. The coaches, staff. too, the coaching staff. Andy Reid Andy Reed is an insane, incredible offensive mind. Yeah. 100%. For sure. But I don't, I don't think that he outsmarts the defensive coordinator of yeah. 49ers, which I'm going to look that up. I don't remember his who, name. Yeah, who was the defensive coordinator? Uh, it's going to be a clash of styles for sure. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I'll, I'll be watching closely to see how it plays out. Because it could, it could go either way. It could go either way. Yeah. But um, Robert, Robert Sala. Sala. Where, was he, where was he before? Uh, he, he was an assistant coach with the Jaguars, Seahawks, okay. and Texans. Mm, Texans. Interesting. I think... He was, I, if I remember correctly, they talk about this a lot. He was one of the, he was the reason the Legion of Boom worked Legion, yeah. when he was in Seattle. Yeah. I think that, end of the day, Robert Saleh, Saleh is an in, insane defensive player. Right. And he, he knows defense like the back right. of his hand, yeah. and he knows how to shut offenses, offenses down. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think that it's... It's gonna be it's gonna be a close game. Yeah. So that means that it's gonna be a close high score. So game. what's your official prediction? Final score. Final score, 39 ers Okay, I'm going about. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm gonna go like forty-two, thirty-three, or thirty-four. A little lower. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, where, where, where I was before, I was in the fifties. Okay. Okay. I thought you said for me. I thought no, you said for, for me. No, for me, yeah, I'm. I'm thinking it's like fifty four thirty nine, but I'm gonna go about forty. Let's say forty five thirty five or forty five thirty six in favor of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. we've made our predictions. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is gonna win Super Bowl MVP? You already know who. So he's going with Patrick Mahomes. Of course, but he's the chosen. I think he's the chosen one. Me personally, mm-hmm. I'm either thinking of I'm thinking of th- I had three people on top mm-hmm. of my on top of my head. Mm-hmm. If the Chiefs win, yeah, Travis Kelsey. Of course, okay. If the 49ers win, it's either going to be George Kittle mm-hmm. or Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, yeah. I'm, I I would like Nick Bosa to. I feel like Nick Nick Bosa. If he, I feel like he can get it. Like, like if we're not doing, I would want Nick Bosa to get it. I think I, that's who I would want. Just to get because, it. just because of the role that defense is going to mm-hmm. play in this game. Yeah, I definitely think that Nick Bosa is going to play a large role All in right. this game. So All I right. think he's definitely, he definitely has a shot at winning Super Bowl yeah. MVP. Yeah, but we will find out tomorrow night. I just feel like Mahomes is just ten steps ahead of everyone else. We'll, I, that's what I feel. We'll, we'll we will find we'll out we'll tomorrow see. night. We'll, we'll come back next week. All right, a week from mm-hmm. today, February seventh, and tell you. What we got? What we got? We'll, we'll, we'll look back on this and feel stupid. <laughs> but, you know, that's one okay. Of us will, one of us will feel stupid. I won't feel stupid. I don't I think f- it's going to be. I don't feel but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that being said. That I will think, be yeah. the end of the episode. Again, yes, I'm. Thank, thank you guys for listening. Again, I'm Quinn Walker. Yes. That's Daquan Gordon. Mm-hmm. This has been UA Overtime. Yes. And we will come. We will, we will grace your yes. ears next week.